At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's hour number two of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. And got to give a quick plug to everyone that makes this show possible because I'm up here. I'm giving out some college basketball picks. I've got the easy job. I've got to give some kudos to Brian Ortega. He wanted coming up with a little bit of a segment that you're going to be hearing a little bit later called Coach Me Up. It's just where I'm going to be giving you guys some basics on why it's so important to be taking a look at college basketball this time of year and how it's going to be able to help you out moving forward. So got to give him some love. We've got Oliver doing a great job back there. You've got my man Brad doing a great job when it comes to audio. Nick Wells as the technical director as well. All these guys doing absolutely amazing work. So big thanks to them, all of their dedication for helping make everything possible. It's the reason why you see me smiling on your screen. It's the reason why you're hearing me on wherever you're listening, whether that be a radio, smart speakers, whether it be a cell phone as well, since obviously you're able to hear this on the podcast version as well. So always do appreciate that. And I do appreciate a great college basketball betting board as well. We certainly have that. I want to hit on a couple more of the earlier games. That's obviously these are the ones that you're going to be able to make slash lose money on the quickest. We're going to try to make sure that you make money on them. So we're going to be going with a game that is going to be starting at 9 a.m. Pacific time, noon Eastern. How about if we go to the Sanford Pentagon for BYU versus Creighton. Creighton find themselves as between a five and a half and a six point underdog. Your total anywhere between 139 and a half and 140. 
with this game taking place in South Dakota. Unlike a lot of these games that typically tip off at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, this is not going to be out there on the East Coast. So this is going to be 10 a.m. local time for these guys. So it is going to be an early wake-up call. And I think that the offense is going to be lacking a little bit. Typically, when you think of Creighton, you think of a team that is really able to run it and gun it, a team that just has a whole bunch of gifted three-point shooters. list goes on and on. Not necessarily the case this year when it comes to this Creighton team because you've got a Creighton bunch in which they've had to throttle down a little bit. They've been very bad at the free throw line. I think that it went underreported last year that this was a bunch that was not necessarily one of the best when it comes to free throw shooting, especially on the road last season. But you do take a look at Creighton. This is a team that, with regards to possessions per game, they're actually 229th in college basketball, and this BYU team is not a blazer either at 176. You do have a BYU team that has the best pure score out there on the floor. That'd be Alex Barcel. He's able to give you 18.5 points per game since the beginning of the 2019-20 season when he wanted getting the BYU. He's been shooting about 46% from three-point range. Has been ridiculously good, but I do think that Creighton, as strange as it is to say, they're going to be able to hold up down low. Typically, when you think of Creighton, you think of them having absolutely nothing in the interior, and you think of them having a great backcourt. Ryan Emmert has been okay for this Creighton team. He's been able to shoot 50% from three-point range. He's chipping in there 14 points per game. He has turned the ball over right around three and a half times per game, but Ryan Hawkins, Ryan Kalkbrenner, these two guys combining for right around 12 and a half rebounds per game. Both of these guys are relatively solid scorers in the interior as well. Hawkins is actually able to shoot in the mid-30s from three-point range, so got to give him a little bit of a tip of the cap. Now with Gideon George, he's a Juco transfer that has been very good for BYU. Wanted missing a couple games earlier this year. He should be good to go in this one. Guy that is able to give this BYU team seven rebounds per game. You've also got Caleb Lawner giving you seven and a half boards, so I think that this is a BYU team that is going to be able to do fine down low. I think that this is going to be a game that is going to be relatively tight. I do think that it could come down to foul shooting. Now, outside of Alex Barcel, we've got a BYU team that is shooting under 30% from three-point range at the free throw line. They've been okay. They haven't been great. They haven't been terrible, but I do think that BYU should be more like a five-point favorite. I do recognize that Creighton is a team that is going to be crossing through a time zone, but when it comes to travel itself, it's not necessarily... Too much more slash less for either team. So I do think that this is a relatively solid site for being, and I air quotes here, neutral. So I do think the Crane, they don't wind up winning the game outright, but I do think that there is value here with, especially a six. I know that there's quite a few five and a half, but I mean, at five and a half, I like it. At six, I like it even more. Obviously, always try to shop around, try to be able to get the best number. It is so critical. You never know when that is going to be the difference between a loss and a win, if it's going to be a loss and a push, what have you. So I take a look at this spot. I think that there's good value here with the points with Creighton. And I do think that both of these teams are going to be playing a little bit of a slower style, especially with this being such an early wake-up call. Set this total at a 137.5, so I'm going to be diving under as well. When it comes to this college basketball betting board, we do have some very good ones. I know one of you guys tweeted out that you want to hear a little bit about Arkansas versus Oklahoma. So how about if we do it? You've got Boomer Sooner who's going to be playing us to Arkansas with this game being a relative pick'em. Oklahoma, anywhere between a pick'em to a one-point favorite. And if you're looking on the betting board, 621-622 on the rotation. And your total on this game, it is between 143 and a half and 144. Another early-ish game. This is 10.30 a.m. Pacific. That would be Eastern Time, 1.30 p.m. But 
I do think that this is a total I'd set a little bit too low. I do think that Oklahoma is going to try to adapt a little bit more to the Porter Mosier style windup slowing down a little bit. But you've also got an Arkansas team that they are running with their hair on fire at this point. This is a good spot, in my opinion, to be able to take a look at an over. I wound up setting this total at a 146. When it comes to Arkansas, when it comes to possessions on a per-game basis, they do rank in the top 25 in all of college basketball. We do see Arkansas do a little bit of a better job with unders ever since. Eric Musselman has taken over the program rather than when they wind up getting in-conference, in-conference, and they have just been an over-machine the last few years with them in the full, but when it comes to this Oklahoma team, I think it's really intriguing because it feels like they're sort of in transition going over from the Kruger way over to Porter Mosier because right now they're right around 200th in the country with regards to possessions per game. They're not a team that they're going to gun it, and at the same time, they're not a team that they are looking to play at a sales pace either. What I think is going to be big in this game is Tanner Groves. He is six foot ten. He comes over from Eastern Washington, the reigning Big South player or Big Sky player of the year. He's been able to give this team 15 points at six foot ten. He's shooting over 40 percent from three point range. And then you take a look at Arkansas. Jalen Williams is just that guy that's able to stuff the stat sheet. Seven points, eight rebounds, four assists, a steal. I hear he sells hot dogs at the hot dog stand at halftime as well. I mean, the guy does everything for this Arkansas team, and J.D. Note has been solid as well. A guy that's able to give you 18 points per game with Arkansas, though. They are a team that they're shooting about 31% from three-point range. Oklahoma's been a little bit better in that aspect. And when it comes to this Oklahoma team as well, I do think that Elijah Harkless is going to be able to pick it up. He wound up having a little bit of a rocky start to begin the year, but he's been able to pick it up recently for this Oklahoma team. And with Arkansas, I just need to see them play a little bit of better competition as well. When it comes to Arkansas, they were able to play against a couple okay teams in their multi-team event. They were able to play against Cincinnati. They wound up having that game against Penn as well. I believe that they played Kansas State. But when you take a look at Charlotte, Arkansas, Little Rock, Central Arkansas, Meanwhile, Oklahoma, they did wind up taking that loss to Butler, but at the very least, they played Butler. They were able to get a nice win against Florida, Central Florida, Utah State. So this is a team that has been relatively battle-tested. I think that's going to mean something in this game. And when it comes to Oklahoma, I think that you're going to be able to get just enough out of the backcourt from Jordan Goldwire as well. A guy with an assist or turnover ratio of 2 began his career at Duke. He's been able to do a good job of being able to flow the offense. So I do take a look at this spot. I think that late game felling is going to be something that you want to be taking note of because with Oklahoma, they're a team that, with regards to team free throw shooting percentage, they certainly have been able to do a relatively solid job. Right around 72% the free throw line, I think that they'll be able to knock down their free throws in a tight spot. They're averaging right around 8.5 steals per game. You take a look at Oklahoma, by the way. Out of their top five scores, four of them are giving you at least a steal per game, including Jalen Hill with right around 9.6 rebounds per game. It has been highly versatile for the team. So I think that Oklahoma gets the job done on their home court. I take a look at them as anywhere between a pick to a one-point favorite. I'm willing to lay up to a two with Oklahoma, so it's not a case in which if you wind up seeing some sort of a quantum move, I would like it, but up to two, I like it with Oklahoma in this spot. You've also got a few other games that are going to be going down in the day that involve SEC teams, so how about if we go with this one? 679, 680 on the betting board. LSU has been absolutely tremendous on defense, and now they're going to be playing as the rambling wreck of Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech find themselves as a relatively sizable underdog in this spot. I personally wound up setting LSU as a 7.5 point favorite. This has crossed through my line as I've got LSU right now. I'm seeing them in most spots a 9 point favorite. You're seeing a straight 8 at the south point if you're out here in lovely Las Vegas, but seeing a lot of 8.5s, 
to nines when it comes to LSU, and your total on this game is 140. LSU, with regards to points allowed on a per possession basis, in the top three in all of college basketball. Not something that you thought you'd say about a Blue Wade team, and I feel like the narrative with LSU is just jaded a little bit. A lot of people take a look at the FBI thing and everything like that when it comes to Will Wade, and when it comes to handicapping games, you can't take that into account. You got to take a look at what he's actually done. And Will Wade as a coach is good. You can have your opinions that you want about the FBI thing. You can have your opinions that you want from Will Wade in general. Money is money. You can't bet based on bias. You've got to base it, bet based on what the coach has done. And Will Wade has delivered at LSU. He's been able to do a relatively solid job. And you take a look at Darius Say. It's a guy that's able to give you 16 points per game, shoot over 40% from three-point range. LSU hasn't even necessarily been the world's most terrific team at three-point shooting, but... I feel like getting Efton Reed, the seven-foot freshman that's been able to give the team 10 points, five boards, has been good for this team. You've also had Xavier Pinson do a nice job of being able to facilitate the ball. But what I think is going to keep Georgia Tech live here, as they're going to be playing this one at the McCamish Pavilion, is Michael DeVoe. 23 and a half points per game, shooting over 50% from three-point range. Georgia Tech is lacking a lot of depth right now, but they've got the best player in the game, in my opinion, in Michael DeVoe. And in terms of players that mean the most to their respective teams, I'd put Michael DeVoe in the top five at this point. He means that much to Georgia Tech. Without him in the game, I think that LSU would win this game by double digits, and I don't think that there's much of a question about it. Rodney Howard down low has come in from Georgia. He's been able to get the team right around seven boards per game. Jordan Usher has been a little bit of a mixer and shaker with right around seven and a half rebounds per game. But I think that Michael DeVoe is going to keep this Georgia Tech team live. I take a look at eight and a half to nine. I think that there's good value in taking the points at Georgia Tech is a team that they don't play fast. LSU has kicked up the defensive intensity. I want to say this total more in the high 130s, so I take a look at the over as well, or the under as well, as on the other side, hitting more college basketball right here on the Greg Peterson Experience, right here on VSEN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, yeah, because you got to think, he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on top of that. that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came to my room crying tears. (laughs) I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Full betting guide is almost here. He's got everything that you need. To be a smarter, better for every one of these bowl games as this year's guide improves matchup analysis on every single one of these 41 bowl games, including insights, trends, data, and predictions for you to be able to make your best bets. The guide is designed to be able to give you the edge whether you like betting on every single game, playing contest, or you just want to find a few key high-value props. The guide is going to be dropping December 13th, so make sure to get your copy today for only $19.99, and that is at feaston.com slash subscribe. As we're back here in lovely Las Vegas, more specifically Circa, the wonderful sportsbook and resort. It is the Greg Peterson experience, and, well, my nickname is Hoops. We've got a big, giant college basketball betting board, so guess where we're talking about it? No, not underwater basket weaving, but college basketball, gosh darn it. And one little side note right now, if you're looking for 691, 692, and you're wondering, oh, why did the books wind up skipping this? That was supposed to be Sacramento State versus Oregon State. This is a game that has been postponed. So if you're seeing a little bit of a skip on the betting board, don't worry. It's not the books screwing up. It's not that you're missing anything like that. It's just COVID-19, a little bit of an unfortunate situation, but... The good news is we aren't where we were last year, where we were seeing like 25 of these games wind up getting postponed. That was a big, giant pain. So we will take what we've got right now and be happy with it. And I am very happy to be talking about this game as we've got some Big Ten conference action that's going to be going down on Saturday. And we've got a little bit of an upstart in Minnesota going on the road to face off against Michigan. This is 687, 688 on the betting board. And you're finding Michigan as between a 13 to a 14-point favorite. Here at Circa, you've got a 13. Pretty much across the board, you've got 14s. I'm actually seeing a straight 14 and a half out there as well. And your total on this game, it is between 134 and 134 and a half. Now, I feel like in recent games, these two teams have sort of came back to what we were expecting a little bit more in the preseason. Michigan has been playing significantly better. And now you've got a new wrinkle with Michigan because Hunter Dickinson is shooting 45 and a half percent from three-point range. He did not make a single three-point shot last season, so that could gives this team some added versatility, but I do take a look at Minnesota, and do I think that this is going to be a team that's going to be like going to the Final Four or anything like that? Heavens no, but at the same time, I do feel like we've got to be adjusting a little bit more to Minnesota. I have adjusted my line because if this were to have happened in the preseason, I would have been saying Minnesota is north of a 15-point underdog, and I would be taking Michigan, but right now, the way things stand, I set Michigan as an 11-point favorite. So here at two touchdowns, especially if you're getting a hook on there, I mean, even if you've only got like a 13 to a 13 and a half, 
My play is Minnesota. When it comes to Minnesota, you've got a guy in Jameson Battle. He winds up coming in from George Washington. I think that that's very fitting. A guy named Battle coming over from George Washington to be able to help out a little bit of a down-and-out college basketball team. He's been able to give the team 17.5 points per game. He's been able to do a great job with this team. He's a guy that shoots in the mid-30s from three-point range. What I've really been impressed with with Minnesota is that this team has been able to do such a good job of being able to do the little things. When it comes to turnovers per game, They've committed less than 10 of them. Now, Sean Sutherland is someone that wanted missing the last game for Minnesota. I'm handicapping this as if he's out. If he winds up going, it's a little bit of an added bonus. He winds up coming in from New Hampshire. Guy that's been able to chip in there, nine points, four rebounds. Not a guy that is going to be like an absolute mover and shaker, but certainly someone that could come in, give you a couple minutes, do a relatively solid job. But when it comes to Minnesota, when it comes to points allowed on a per-possession basis, this is a team that they rank relatively up there. They're ranking right around 50th, which I think is a little bit better than what we were expecting coming into the year. And then you've got a Michigan team that they've had their deficiencies when it comes to the backcourt, and they rank more around 78th when it comes to points on a per-possession basis allowed with Michigan, it feels like Devontae Jones is starting to take over that Mike Smith role. You may recall Mike Smith began his career at Columbia last year. He wanted to becoming a guy that averaged like eight points per game, but he did a good job dishing up five assists. With Devontae Jones, it's really been six, five, four, six points, five boards, four assists. So he's been able to do a nice job there. When it comes to Eli Brooks, he's been able to come on and he's been able to give the team 15 points per game. And what I think is really big is that Caleb Houston, a highly touted freshman for Michigan, actually played in the FIBA Under-19 World event for Team Canada. He's been able to do a nice job being able to chip in their 15 points per game. He's a solid three-point shooter, but when it comes to the Michigan team, I do feel like they're a little bit overvalued in this spot just because they are doing what Minnesota is not, turning the ball over. 14 and a half turnovers per game for this Michigan team. I do think that that is going to be the kryptonite and the reason why they're not going to be able to cover this game now. Michigan coming out for their best two performances of the year. They take down San Diego State by 14 points. They go to Nebraska and they curb stomp our good friends, the Cornhuskers. And for Minnesota, they wind up losing that game against Michigan State, but for those of you guys like me that wound up having right around 7-ish, maybe you wound up having a 6-half with Minnesota, they wind up not covering that game by just one point, despite the fact that they were ice cold from 3, 6 of 23. Meanwhile, Michigan State, they went 10 of 21. I think that Minnesota is going to be able to do a little bit of a better job of being able to put the clamps down on defense. I recognize that Hunter Dickinson is going to be a little bit of a tough matchup for this team, but I like the points here with Minnesota. Minnesota certainly not playing at a blazing pace. Minnesota, Michigan, ever since you wound up having... The new regime takeover with Jawan Howard and company. They've been playing a tad bit faster, so I think that's a little bit of an intriguing spot here when it comes to the total. As a result, I want to take the total at more around 135. So here at a 134, I take a look at the over, and with Michigan, 15 or 14 points, just a couple too many. I'm looking to take the points in this spot. When it comes to what we're going to be seeing out there in college basketball, there's going to be a lot of great basketball out there on the East Coast. How about if we take a look at a money line underdog that's going to be going out here on the West Coast? 689, 690. UC Irvine going to be hitting the road to face off against Fresno State. Fresno State and a lot of books are finding themselves as a two to two and a half point favorite, depending on where you look. And then your total, one of the lowest ones on the board, anywhere between a 119. I'm seeing a stray 120 out there, but we're mostly seeing 119. I think we went a little bit too low with the total because if you're thinking what the bookmakers are, and I'm in agreement that this is going to be a tight line, you got to expect that if a team winds up being down 
five points with a minute left to go, four points with a minute left to go. You know what that means. The march to the free throw line is on, and then you wind up getting some late game fouling. Now, when it comes to Fresno State and UC Irvine, pair of teams are in the bottom 75 with regards to possessions per game, and you've got a pair of teams that do a relatively solid job on defense. UC Irvine, with regards to points allowed on a per-possession basis, they are 18th in college basketball, and what I love about UC Irvine, this team knows what they are. With regards to percentage of their points that come from made threes, they rank in the bottom 50 every single year. They drive the ball down, though. They don't wind up messing around with their backcourt too much. You have been able to have Dawson Baker, by the way. Whenever he's been out there, he's been relatively solid for this UCR Irvine team in the backcourt with right around 10 points per game. But Colin Velp is a guy that you want to be taking note of. 13 points, 6 boards at six foot nine. He's shooting over 40% from three-point range. Now, you've got a versatile guy on the other side. That would be a gentleman by the name of Orlando Robinson. He is a seven-footer for Fresno State. He's been able to get the team 15 points, right around eight rebounds, a block, three assists per game. He shoots 30% from three-point range, which is solid. But I take a look at this Fresno State backcourt, and you now have Jermero Baker in the fold. This is someone that began his career at Kentucky last year. was at Arizona. He wound up missing a few games for... I think it was eligibility concerns. I think that he wound up having a little bit of an ailment as well. He's just had a lot of stuff swirling around him. Just hasn't been able to produce for the team. When I was at Arizona last year. He was a double-figure scorer. You'd figure going from the Pac-12 to the Mountain West, oh, yeah, he's going to see a boom in production. Four and a half points per game. He hasn't been able to deliver for this team. You've had a few other guys like Deion Stroud wound up missing a little bit of time. He's been able to give this Fresno State team more around eight to nine points per game. But I think that with UC Irvine, they're going to be able to do a nice job holding up down low. This is a team that they do a great job of rebounding. They actually do shoot when they decide to take threes because they don't necessarily take too many of them. They're shooting 39% from three-point range. Meanwhile, Fresno State, this is a team that they're shooting more in the pocket of about 30% from three-point range. UC Irvine is a team that they step up, they hit their free throws as well. So I do like the money line underdog here with UC Irvine. I think that they're going to be able to yield a lot of value here. So I take a look at them being able to win this game outright. And I do get asked quite a bit. And this is going to lead us into what I'm going to be doing next is just give you guys some basics, why it is so important to be taking a look at college basketball this time of year, how it's going to yield profits for you moving forward. But I do get asked why I wind up taking the money line in some spots and in other spots I wind up taking the points. And just flat out for me, and it's going to vary from person to person because you've got some folks that they're going to sprinkle a little bit on the money line and then they're going to take like 75% of their bet and they're going to put it on the points. I'm a little bit more of an all or nothing guy. And what it comes down to for me is when I wind up projecting out a game, do I think that the team is just going to be able to win the game outright? Like on my line, I want to say UC Irvine more around a two-point favorite. We're seeing them as a two-and-a-half-point underdog. Now, in a lot of spots, you're not going to be finding money lines until the early a.m., so that is sometimes the dice that you wind up rolling because sometimes you might like a money line underdog that is like a one- or two-point underdog, and then, lo and behold, they're the favorite, but when it comes to money line underdogs, I just have to think that the team is going to be able to win the game outright. That's just my personal philosophy. I'm a little bit more all-or-nothing when it comes to taking the points or taking the money line. Like You'll find sometimes that I'll take a money line underdog of a team that they're catching like five to six points. Meanwhile, a team that's catching three points, I might wind up riding with the points because I do think that it's going to be a game that winds up coming down to the final possession. So I'm going to be talking a little bit more about some of these just... I guess you call philosophy things when it comes to college basketball. We're going to be taking a look at just more of the nuts and bolts, sort of 
teaching you how to fish without giving you the fish, and then we'll give you more fish on the other side right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN holiday offer is here right now when you sign up for our $99 midseason football special. You also receive a $20 credit to the VSIN store. Get all of our sports betting experts' analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season. Plus, you get $20 to be able to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs and other great gear. Hurry up because this is a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift. That is at vcin.com slash subscribe. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience with myself, Greg Peterson, and as you guys know, if you've been listening to the show the last hour and a half, we've been looking at a lot of just different games, taking a look at a little bit of breakdowns. I would give you guys my thoughts on what we're going to be seeing on this college basketball Saturday, but now we're going to go a little bit deeper. This is going to be one of these things where I give you guys a couple of helpful tips. Just help you guys out with your handicapping in general. This is something that my wonderful producer, Brian, calls calls coach me up Greg and here's what I'm going to do just going to give you guys a couple things that I always take a look at when it comes to just both the handicapping college basketball and just philosophical things in general the bigger reason why I think that it's so important to be taking a look at college basketball right now and heck, even a little bit earlier I think that the first month of the season always is important to be able to gauge college basketball is because as we know you talk to a lot of your friends right now you know what you're going to be talking about with your buddies Football, football, football. There aren't as many people that are keying in in college basketball right now. Now, to the credit of college basketball, with so many of these big-time games that have been happening in the non-conference slate, things like Duke versus Gonzaga, the, we're going to call it Champions Classic, list goes on and on of more of these marquee games, you have been able to find a little bit more of interest when it comes to college basketball early on the season, but as we know, there is a lot of people that right now they're focusing on, oh, what is he going to be happening with regards to the Packers versus the Bears game? And we're going to get on a little bit more football when it comes to this. But when you're able to dive into college basketball, it just yields so many more opportunities, in my opinion, than so many other sports. When it comes to college football, you do wind up having like a little bit over 100 teams. When it comes to the NFL, though, you've got 32 teams there. When it comes to the MLB, I actually think that that's one of the better sports to be able to take a look at as well. But once again, with regards to the MLB, you've got 30 teams. And when it comes to college basketball, with the addition of St. Thomas Tommies coming up from the D3 level, you've got 358 D1 teams. What that means is that, yeah, the books are smart. They don't nail all 358 D1 teams. Heck, I'll, I'll admit it. I don't nail all 358 D1 teams. But when you wind up doing a deep dive and you wind up dedicating yourself to one sport, I mean, this couldn't even be beyond college basketball. It could be baseball. It could be college football. list goes on and on. And when you wind up dedicating yourself to one or two specific sports, you're able to key in on those a little bit more. Do you know what the sports books are doing? The guys that wind up setting the lines for the NFL, they're also setting the lines for the NBA. The guys that are setting the lines for the NBA, they're also setting the lines for college basketball. Guys that are setting the lines for college basketball, they're also setting the lines for 
tennis, golf, list goes on and on and on. So the same folks that they have to key in on 10 different sports. If you wind up specializing in a couple specific sports, or even if you want to go a little bit further, you want to dive into a bunch of sports, but maybe in college basketball, you want to dive into two or three specific conferences. When it comes to the NFL, maybe you specialize in the NFC North. When it comes to college football, maybe you're a Mac guy. The list goes on and on. That gives you a little bit of an advantage because that takes a little bit of the workload off of you as compared to the sports books. A lot of people ask me how you wind up taking a look at 358 D1 college basketball teams. It's because my main focus is on college basketball and then when the college basketball season isn't going on, I'm keeping news and notes there and I'm keeping myself active when it comes to baseball because with regards to baseball and college basketball I feel like these two really do a good job with regards to the way they are positioned because you'll notice that when the MLB season ends college basketball begins when college basketball ends you wind up having the MLB you'll get like a couple days of overlap when it came comes to the MLB and college basketball because you wind up having the final four in very early April but I mean, if I don't know the final four teams by then, I really don't know what the heck I'm doing with my time. I'm wasting it, and I should probably just walk off the set right now. But when it comes to the MLB and college basketball as well, you wind up having... I think I wound up having a seven-day offseason when it came to the MLB and college basketball. So I just took those couple days to relax, just get prepped for the upcoming college basketball season. Worked on our wonderful VEASAN college basketball betting guide, which hopefully you wound up being able to purchase that as well. But that's mainly what I wind up doing when you wind up having one season off and one season on, you're able to position yourself very well there. And when it comes to just being able to focus in a little bit more on these specific teams, these specific conferences, or if you're like me, you're more of a one or two sport handicapper, it does allow you a little bit more of an advantage because while there are so many people that they're wondering, oh, what's the line going to be in? Insert NBA game here. You're just like, okay, I'm really just focusing on college basketball right now. That is going to be priority number one. If I've got leftover time, great. Then I could dive into other sports. But when you wind up just being able to put yourself in position like this, I do think that's big. And what I think is really big when it comes to college basketball as well is just being able to take a look at some of the things that aren't going to be showing up on a spreadsheet. That I think is just so important because you'll notice it with regards to the books, what they always do early on in the season. Ken Pomeroy, who does an absolutely terrific job of taking a look at college basketball, he's always got his projections. He'll project, we're going to spitball a matchup here. Evansville versus South Alabama. Why Evansville is playing South Alabama, I have no earthly idea, but let's say that Kempom's line is South Alabama laying six points in the total of 127. Guess what the opening number at the sportsbook is going to be? South Alabama laying six points. They'll shade up the number. Don't worry. They always shade up their totals a little bit, but that 127, it becomes like 127.5 slash 128. It's like, hmm, this seems really in line with Ken Pomeroy, and Ken Pom does a great job. One thing that I typically can't take into account, all these transfers, the way that they're going to mesh, and new coaches as well. It's a big reason why I've been hammering overs when it comes to Indiana State basketball games because when it comes to the Missouri Valley Conference, it is one of the slower conferences in all of college basketball. They introduced a gentleman by the name of Josh Schertz. He was playing, or he was coaching at Lincoln Memorial and actually brought a couple guys that were playing from at Lincoln Memorial to Indiana State. Indiana State last year was a relatively middle-of-the-road team. They had a middle-ish tempo. They weren't great on defense. They weren't bad. They weren't great on offense. They weren't bad. 
you have a Lincoln Memorial team that averaged at least 85 points in five out of the last six years. Guess what that's going to lead to? Him sticking to his guns and running it and gunning it, and we have seen that thus far when it comes to Indiana State. That's just something so paramount that you've got to be taking a look at, and you're still able to take advantage. We haven't seen bookmakers be able to adjust. You guys remember that Iowa versus Iowa State line yesterday? Yeah, that was one of the worst lines I've seen all year long. It's because bookmakers are also stubborn, and they're not going to move their numbers as quickly as they need to as well. Iowa State has been playing absolutely tremendous basketball. There are many people I've projected Iowa State as being dead last in the conference. Arrow is pointing to one of those people as well. I had Iowa State dead last when it came to the Big 12. I thought that they were going to be terrible this year. But when you wind up seeing something where it's like, hmm, this team is not necessarily terrible. You can't be stubborn. You can't be like, oh, yeah, my preseason handicap is correct because you have two options when you wind up whiffing on a team early on in the season. You can continue to lose money. You can be just a stubborn guy or woman, whatever is going on here. You can just be a stubborn person in general. You could just be like, okay, I'm going to continue to lose money. Or you could be like, you know what? I missed something. T.J. Altsberger, someone who wound up being an assistant at Iowa State for many, many years, who is now returned there. He's been able to figure out something. You know what? We should adjust a little bit, and that's what wound up happening here. And there are just some teams that year in and year out, they do wind up getting overvalued. As we know, when it comes to the Blue Bloods of college basketball, we always like to get behind them. Last year was a great year to fade. Kentucky, Duke, all these teams that were based around one and done. Obviously, this year, Duke has been significantly better. Kentucky has been significantly better. So you want to be trying to gauge these teams that when it comes to these blue blood teams, it feels like people in general, especially bookmakers as well, they're either too bullish or too bearish on teams. We just noticed this when it comes to, I would say, almost every aspect of life. Things are either the greatest thing ever or the worst thing ever. Taking things into context is so good when it comes to handicapping any sport. Things may not be great, but at the same time, it's not the worst thing ever. It's At the same time, if things are going well, it's probably not the best thing ever. Just keep that context in mind. I think that that is so important to be able to say even keel as a better. Don't wind up going on tilt either. One thing that you don't want to be doing is betting more than you can afford to lose. You don't want to be just going all in on one college basketball game that you may like because, like, I mean, a few days ago, I loved the under in Temple versus Vanderbilt. There were 88 points scored in the first 38 minutes of the game. Total was 133.5 on the close, 135-ish on the open. Guess what? Game wound up going over. Things wind up happening that you cannot foresee coming, so always keep that in mind. There is no such thing as a lock when it comes to just handicapping games in general. But one thing is a lock is that on the other side of the break, I'm going to be talking more college basketball. That is a lock. You could place that at like minus 10 million. We're going to be doing that on the other side. Right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. We have a new prop tracker available now at vcin.com for you to keep up with all the key NFL props. Head over to vcin.com to get current odds as well as movement for each week to be able to follow trends and find the best value. Whatever prop you're looking for, odds to be able to win MVP, coach of the year, rookie of the year, and so much more. Check out Prop Tracker, betting splits, key trends, matchup data, and so much more. For every single game, that is at vcin.com slash NFL. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience with myself, Greg Peterson. We just wound up going through just some things that you want to be looking at in college basketball. Just give you guys a little bit of a win-one for the Gipper's speech. Just go through some things that I think are going to be helpful just moving forward, whether that be for this week in handicapping, next month in handicapping, the next year or so in handicapping. And it goes beyond college basketball a little bit as well. I think that what I wanted to pick on is very good when it comes to MLB handicapping, football handicapping in general, NBA, list goes on and on. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. And what I enjoy personally is the fact that we do have all these college basketball games. This is one that I teased a little bit earlier that I was going to be talking about. So we've got to deliver on it. How about if we go 625, 626? You've got yourself Mississippi State. They're going to be playing against Colorado State. Actually, a rematch of what we wound up seeing in last year's NIT. As this is going to be taking place out there in the great state of Texas at Dickey's Arena. Right now, you're fighting Colorado State as a two-point favorite, and your total on this game is 143.5. You may recall, I was talking a little bit earlier that it 
is a case in which with regards to money line underdogs, there are some times where I wind up taking the points on a smaller amount, take the money line on a dog that might be a little bit bigger. This is one of them. I wound up saying my line, Colorado State laying a point nap. So here at two, I'm hoping that it goes up a little bit higher, but I'm willing to take the two-year with Mississippi State. I think that this is a game that is going to come down to the last possession. The reason why I do have Colorado State as a very slight one-and-a-half point favorite is just because I do think that they've got the best player out there on the floor. That would be David Roddy. Roddy, in my opinion, might be the most underrated player in all of college basketball as of right now. This is a guy that has been able to give Colorado State over 20 points per game. He, at six foot six, is shooting over 40% from three-point range. He's pulling in there over eight and a half rebounds per game. He's supported by a guy by the name of Isaiah Stevens, by the way, who, in his own right, has been one of the more underrated players in college basketball as well. This is a guy that has an assist-to-turtle ratio north of five. He's able to pump in there in the mid-high 30s from three-point shooting range. He's been able to give the team 15 plus points per game, but you do take a look at Mississippi State as well, and you've got two b good bigs down low. That'd be Tolu Smith along Garrison Brooks. These two guys are combining for about 25 points, 16 rebounds per game, so they're certainly able to do their job, but when it comes to Mississippi State, I think that they're doing for a little bit of positive regression when it comes to Iverson Molinar. Molinar last year wound up shooting 43.5% from three-point range, was relatively solid there. And you take a look at the overall production, and it has been there for Iverson Molinar this year. 17.5 points, four boards, five assists. He has been able to give the team 15-plus points in each of the team's last five games. So he's been in good recent form there. The problem that you have with Iverson Molinar is that he's not shooting sub-30% from three-point range. This is a Mississippi State team that they themselves are just not shooting great from three-point range yet. What else I think is really intriguing with regards to Mississippi State, what are you going to be able to get out of Rocket Watts? Not just in this game, but moving forward. He wound up having a little bit of a hip issue earlier in the season, but in the last two games, he's actually looked relatively solid for the team. In 31 minutes, he's been able to supply 23 points. Now, he has done literally nothing but shoot the ball. He's not giving you any rebounds. He's not giving you any assists. He's not giving you any defense, but... He has been able to put points up on the board. So that has been relatively solid for this Mississippi State team. A Mississippi State team that they really do hang their out on defense. This is a little bit more of a gritty team. Someone like a DJ Jeffries winds up coming in from Memphis. He's been able to shoot in the mid-30s from three-point range. He's done a solid job being able to give you nine and a half points per game. And who I really think is an X factor here for Mississippi State is Shaquille Moore. Shooting 38% from three. He's been able to give you ten and a half points per game. Here's the thing, and here's the reason why I do also set Colorado State as a very slight favorite. Colorado State does not miss at the free throw line. Mississippi State is a relatively soft free throw shooting team. They are at 71%. Overall the season, but you just take a look up and down at Colorado State and all these guys are sharpshooters at the free throw line 81 and a half percent. I think that that is so critical when you wind up gauging these really tight games And I think that that could wind up being a difference maker because if you wind up having a tie game Let's say that you wind up having Colorado State get the foul with like 15 seconds left They have a much better chance of going two of two than darn near any other team in all of college basketball because how often do we see a game wind up landing on like one, on like two, when you wind up having all these late game fouls. So I think that that is something that you do want to be taking a look at as well. So I would rather take the points rather than the money line here with Mississippi State. I think that they're going to be able to do a good job down low, but I do take a look at the general shooting of Colorado State. It does make it a very tricky handicap. So I want to take my line, Mississippi State being a one and a half point underdog. So here at two, going to be looking to take the points. Obviously, we're gauging how this thing winds up moving. So that way, Perhaps I could get a little bit better than a two or, hey, 
If things wind up coming back to where Colorado State is more around to pick them, or if I only have to lay one point, then I'd be a little bit more inclined to bet Colorado State. And I think that that's so big as well. When you wind up having games in which you're a little bit tighter on just being able to gauge line movement. I know that at VSIN, we do a good job with regards to having a little bit of an odds tracker, so that way you're able to take a look at how the lines are moving. It winds up flashing little colors when you do wind up seeing a little bit of a shift when it comes to book to book. I know that that has been something that has been very big as well, and it's just very beneficial to be able to do because different books do have different numbers, but you'll notice with these books, typically when one or two books winds up moving a line, a lot of these other books, they are going to be following suit as well. So I do think that that's a little piece of helpful advice when it comes to your handicapping. We've touched on a couple of Big Ten Conference games. How about if we hit on another one? 627-628. You've got Penn State versus Michigan State. Michigan State finds themselves between a 10 and 10.5 point favorite. And your total on this game, it is between 130 and 130.5. I've been advocating for a lot of underdogs on this show today. This is not one in which I'm able to be back. Now, with Penn State, I will say, Micah Shrewsbury has been able to do a relatively solid job at the helm of this program. He wound up taking over a little bit of a mess, but what I think is big for Penn State is depth. You really only go seven deep when it comes to this team. Now, John Rohr is someone that has been able to do a really solid job down the 11 points, 10 and a half rebounds per game. I do like his overall game, but when you take a look at the flip side for Michigan State, Gabe Brown has been able to give this team 14 points per game. He's been able to shoot really well from three, and as a collective, you got a Michigan State team that is shooting right in the pocket of about 38% from three-point range, and while you've got Harar doing a good job down low for this Penn State team, Penn State hasn't necessarily been the world's greatest team of being able to get second chances. They're only getting right around eight and a half offensive rebounds per game, which I do think is going to be an issue, and this is a Penn State team that they don't take a lot of threes. Among 358 D1 schools, they are 349th when it comes to total two-point attempts per game, so I do think that that's a little bit of an issue, and they don't force turnovers. They are getting the third fewest turnovers per game of any team in the country that is going to cause no discomfort whatsoever for a Michigan State team that they seem to be dialing in a little bit more. You wound up having Tyson Walker at the beginning of the year, especially in that game that we wound up seeing against Kansas, wind up having his turnover issues. They seem to be dialing it in a little bit more. Well, now they're going to be able to dial it in even more because Penn State just not doing a great job of being able to put a lot of pressure on. And I like what I'm seeing out of Marcus Bingham Jr. He's been a little bit of an enigma for this Michigan State team, but he's been able to do a good job being able to give the team right around three blocks per game. I think that he's going to be able to do a rock-solid job here. The Breslin Center is one of the better home court advantages that you're going to find in college basketball. And another question that I do wind up getting asked is, when it comes to home court advantage, do I wind up gauging them all the same? And I say heavens no. When it comes to just what you wind up seeing in college basketball, you've got to be gauging these home court advantages so differently, like the Breslin Center. I have as more around a four-point home court advantage personally because I think that that's very big. You'll notice with a lot of bookmakers and a lot of handicappers in general, they wind up taking the football approach. You wind up just throwing out there a flat three points when it comes to home court advantage. I don't think that you could be doing that. Like If you have UW-Milwaukee versus UW-Green Bay, for instance, we're going to pick on my home state that... I would say like 90-minute bus ride that one of those teams wind up taking and going to the other arena. That's not the same as having to hop on a plane and go from like Wisconsin to Newark, New Jersey or something like that. So I think that that winds up factoring in for one and for two. 
They're just some buildings that are packed. Cameron Indoor, you've always got to be gauging that. That I typically wind up making worth more than five points unless the team is very experienced and they have experienced just all that Cameron Indoor has to hold. Meanwhile, if you wind up going to some of these smaller venues, like you're going to find it out there in a conference like the Big South where some of these buildings, they hold fewer than 2,000 people and they only sell out 10% of the building. And it's like, well... And they're playing in front of friends, family, and one random guy that wound up coming because he's wearing an I'm here for the beer shirt. So, I mean, that's one of those things where it's like, yeah, is that really much of a home court advantage? So, I think that that's very important. But Breslin Center, that is a home court advantage. So, I wound up setting Michigan State in this spot as a 12.5 point favorite. When it comes to this total, I wound up making my total 134.5. So, it's relatively tight on that one. That's going to depend a little bit more on the number that you've got available for you. It is coming down, so taking a little bit more of a look as at an over with regards to the line move that we're seeing right now. But coming up next, it will officially be midnight out here on the West Coast. That means we're going to hit a little bit on the Army-Navy game, hit a little NBA, and more college basketball right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.